Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Chapter by Chapter, the podcast where we dissect a variety of video games for a variety of errors and a variety of genres. I am your resident podcaster, Ethan, and joining me to finish up our journey through the Kanto region is our Pokemon expert, Weekon. Yes, they're approaching the end of the game, so we have to see this through, because this is uh, this is where the most challenging parts come in. Yeah, uh, so you'll probably need us a lot, so stick with us, and we'll take you right to the end. So, last time, we finished the gym challenge. We went through the 7th and 8th gym in one episode, because they are extremely close together. So, finished the gym challenge, so... The only thing left for you to do, really, is head towards the Pokemon League. And you do that by proceeding west from Viridian City, which is where you had last gym battle, and on to Route 22. Yep, so now you actually need to go all the way through Route 22, now that you have all the badges. Mm -hmm. Um, However, uh, essentially what happens in pretty much the same place that it did at the beginning... Um, is that Tracy shows up, and you have to fight him again, just like at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Uh, so this is very uh, much billed as your final rival battle, and it is sort of ironic, because you had your second rival battle here, and you're having your final rival battle here as well. So <laughs> it is sort of ironic, but it's also sort of quite nice as well. So... Obviously, you both went on an extreme journey together. You both have eight gym badges. Your teams are at their strongest. So, what's he got? All right. So, in uh, in red, blue, and yellow, um, three Pokemon, regardless of what starter he has, three Pokemon he'll always have is that he has Pidgeot, um, he has Rhyhorn, and he has Alakazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Now, if his starter is Charizard, he will have Execute and Gyarados. Uh If his starter is Blastoise, he will have Growlithe and Execute. Uh And if his starter is Venusaur, he will have uh, Growlithe and Gyarados. Yep. So, sort of the symbiotic relationship of fire, water, and grass, uh, with him sort of taking alternatives from the other two types, depending on what starter he has. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Now... Let's see, so now in yellow version, uh, actually before, because they're kind of different, I'm just going to go over red and blue battle yep. first. Um, we'll do red and blue, then we'll head into yellow. Yeah, so he will always start with Pidgeot, uh-huh. and this is like one of the first battles that could potentially be a problem, since he has a variety of Pokemon here of all kinds of types. So it's not like a gym battle where they just have one type you have to focus on. Yeah. Um, that and now, it's also your first battle with six, like a full team of Pokemon as well. Yes, this is the first battle you do where your opponent also has six Pokemon. Uh-huh. Um, so Pidgeot's fast. Uh-huh. Pidgeot also knows Whirlwind, and he might throw that out at you just to change your Pokemon. Yeah. Which can be very annoying. Uh-huh. Um, now... The biggest issue on this team is going to be Alakazam, because he is a psychic type. In fact, he's one of the strongest psychic types in the game, so... Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sort of any fighting types or that will be useless against Alakazam, and Alakazam has 
extremely high special stat, and in Generation 1, special attack and special defense are the same thing, so any special types of Pokemon will be useless against Alakazam, unfortunately. Yeah, um, his Alakazam surprisingly actually has a decent set of moves, because it knows Psychic, which is obviously a powerful Psychic move that all yeah. section types should know. Um, he has Reflect, which he will use to make physical moves do less damage. Yeah. Um, and he has Recover. Yeah, to heal oh, as well. Uh, yeah, so uh, manage that how you will. Uh, pretty much just hit him as hard as possible, as fast as possible, since you're not going to be able to do anything super effective to him. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so Alakazam is definitely a threat. Uh, a sort of types. Uh, we've sort of had a discussion about psychic types being the most broken, only effective types against them really are Bug and Ghost, but they're quite useless against psychic types due to their sort of lack of good moves and lack of strong Pokemon, and the only Ghost type in the game is also weak to psychic types. So, realistically, your best chance against it is just a really strong physical attacker. Uh, Pidgeot, again, good electric or ice type would be good. I would recommend Electric, because if you use an Electric type against Pidgeot, you can then use it against his Blastoise slash Gyarados. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, if he does not have Blastoise, um, you will also have to be wary of Gyarados, because uh, Gyarados is fast, and Gyarados knows Dragon Rage, mm -hmm. which is a pretty good Dragon move. Yeah. Um, so... But if you can manage that, just hit him with a good electric move, and he'll probably go down pretty quick. Like, if you have Zapdos, you can probably just use, like, a Thunderbolt and kill Gyarados in one hit, so... Yep, exactly. So, Gyarados is down. Uh, concerning Charizard slash Arcanine, what would you recommend for that? Obviously, ground, rock, and water types will be effective. Um, yeah, you could use your fossil Pokemon if you still yeah. have them on your team. They could they could very easily take them. Yeah, well, Charizard especially so, seeing as it's Fire Flying, so Rock-type moves will be four times effective against it. <laughs> yeah, so as long as you're not too much of a level lower than Charizard or Growlithe, you'll be fine to take them out with your fossil Pokemon. Yeah, and last Pokemon is his um, Venusaur slash Executor, isn't it? Uh, it's just an Execute. Execute, rather, yeah. Well, I was going to say, because yeah. Execute and Executor are also psychic types, so I think that would be a bit too much. Yeah, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, if, you, if you did catch a good fire type in the mansion... Um, you are welcome to level them up to fight execute. Uh, otherwise, you can use um, uh, you could use a flying type. Like if you have a Pidgeot of your own or whatever Pokemon you've been using to use fly, just use that one. Well, also an ice type as well because, like I said, ice type effective against Pidgeot. So ice type would be effective against either a Venusaur, a psychic type of your own would be good against because it's part poison. Yeah, yeah, like if you've been using Articuno, yeah. Fly or Ice Beam, either one will suffice. Exactly. So, is that all we have for his red and blue team? Shall we move on to his yellow team? Because it's obviously very different. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do this one. So, um, on his uh, yellow team, two Pokemon he will always have um, is, or three Pokemon he'll always have is he always has Saint Slash, mm-hmm. he always has Kadabra, mm-hmm. and he always has Execute. Mm-hmm. Um, now, his three other Pokemon is if he has Vaporeon, he will have Magneton and Ninetales. Mm-hmm. Um, if he has Jolteon, he will have Ninetales and Cloyster. Uh-huh. And if he has Flareon, he will have Magneton and Cloyster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's always a mix of the fire, water, electric. Yeah, uh, we've sort of been over this before with his... Uh, in Pokemon Yellow, you're forced to pick Pikachu as your starter, so the way to sort of direct your rival is so that his EV evolves into Vaporeon, so it's obviously super effective against it. Uh, but, so, what would you recommend to deal with his team this time? Um, I recommend starting with the water type, because he always starts with Sand Slash. Yeah. So, you can take out Sand Slash with a water or grass type. Yeah. Um, his setup for Kadabra is the same. It's just that Kadabra is weaker than Alakazam because it's a lower evolution. Yeah. So can still be an issue, but not as much as Alakazam. Yeah, somewhat easier to deal um, with. Yeah, and then he always has Execute, and you can deal with Execute with, like, Articuno or any flying type. Yeah. Uh, and so the only thing we have left are his... So, uh, evolutions and his replacements so starting off with cloister slash vaporeon what would you recommend um you can use pikachu if you still got him but if you have a better electric type i would i'd do that instead yeah well Um, zapdos obviously Yeah, I generally, uh, I was the type of person, even though I played yellow at this point, I didn't have Pikachu anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't like that he wouldn't evolve. Yeah, you were just like, you're useless, sit in a a technological box and die. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's just that he's, I feel like he's holding himself back because he won't evolve into Raichu. I know it's supposed to be like a whole thing about like love and whatever, but I mean, this is a game, so I'd rather, I I would switch out like uh, Pikachu for like Mew and teach a Thunderbolt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, it's just like an anchor around your waist. Just ditch that and get something better. Yeah, yeah, I was that guy. Mm-hmm. Pikachu was never like my favorite, so I mm-hmm. felt no remorse in getting rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on, uh, Flareon and its fire substitute. Uh, obviously, water, ground, rock could be effective against them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you could pretty easily take them out with a a water type if you use that on sand slash mm-hmm. um the only thing you'll have to be wary of if i remember correctly is flareon will know fire spin mm-hmm. and i believe fire spin is that move where if you get hit by it you're trapped and you have to wait a couple turns while it keeps hitting you yeah well it's similar to bind in a way isn't it how you're immobile yeah 
active. Yeah, yeah, because in the old generations, you couldn't do anything. You like you couldn't even fight back. You just have to sit there and take the hits. Where I think later they made it so you could still fight while you were getting hit. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yep. And last Pokemon we have is his Jolteon and its substitute. Yeah, Magneton. Yep, so uh, both electric. Uh, in later generations, Magneton is an electric steel type, but we don't have to worry about that yet. So, again, <laughs> ground types will pretty much take care of it. Yeah, just be weary of Thunder Wave, because yeah. they both know it. So <laughs> Yeah, so obviously that can slow you down, but if you have a ground type, they're unaffected by it, so not yes, an issue at true. all. Yeah, so if he's a ground type, I'm pretty sure neither of them can really do much against you, and he'll be fine. Yeah. So, that's it for our final rival battle. So, after that, nothing's stopping you from heading towards uh, Victory Road and the Badge Gate. Yep, so you go through the door that's at the end of Route 22, and you end up on Route 23, where what you have to do is essentially, it's just a really long path that you have to walk. Um, and, like, every gate, there's a person standing there, and you have to show them all of your badges in order while you're walking through here. So, yeah. as that happens. <laughs> um, now, I quite like this. Uh, I quite like when they sort of do these badge gates and they sort of have it sort of set up as a wee biome of the badge that you're showing so like the first area which is the boulder badge they sort of have it quite simple and then sort of as it goes on it sort of incorporates more stuff that you've obviously encountered throughout your journey so it's something i quite like these sort of like wee biomes uh i think like looking at the generations i think like they had a badge gate like this uh in Generation 1, and then I don't think we saw one until Generation 5 in black and white. I think after that, they just sort of had, like, a... If you want to challenge the Pokemon League, you must present all the badges. Oh, you have all the badges. Go on ahead. Yeah, yeah. They were definitely a lot more, like, um, dramatic yeah, in grandiose. Generation 1. Um, which isn't a bad thing. It is cool, because you just go, like, yep, I have that one, and I got this one, and I got this one as you're going down this path, and then once you do all eight of them, then you can enter a victory road. Yeah. Uh, so... It's also kind of cool, because, like, at any point, once you get fly, you can come back here, mm -hmm. and they'll be able to, I believe they'll let you walk up to the badge that you have. Yeah. Well, I also like... like... You have the next one, and you can't continue, I think. Well, I also like that because I also think it adds, like, a sense of mystery. Like, if you go to the badge gate after, like, getting your... Like, obviously, if you went back to uh, Viridian City at some point during the game and then you went to the, the badge gate and you sort of had four badges, you could go up to the fourth badge and then you would be stopped. So it sort of, like, adds into the mystery of, like, oh, I wonder what's beyond the fourth gate or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, and there is a small area of grass on Route 23 where you can find some wild folk on. Um, I don't know if there's really anything that you would, like, need, um, because, like, there's a ditto in there, uh, there's Firo, and then in red there's Ekins, and in blue there's Sandshrew. Yeah. Uh, and I believe the only other thing that you could find that might be useful 
um, is in red, uh, you can also find Arbok. Uh-huh. Um, and in blue, you can find Sandslash, in which if you do find them, they're always level 41. Yeah. So, uh, obviously a good level for... <laughs> yeah, obviously a good level, but sort of, you've had plenty of chances to find them before. Yeah, essentially, like I was saying, is like, you probably already have a team and don't really need them. They yeah. could just be some extra experience if you're just a little off of growing up a level, but that's really it. Yeah, exactly. So, we head up to Victory Road, uh... I think this is actually, funnily enough, I was actually playing through Pokemon Heart Gold last night, and I was actually at Victory Road, and I went through it, and I'm pretty sure from Generation 1 to 4, Victory Road hasn't changed, and I think this is the shortest Victory Road there is, I think there's only three floors? Uh, yes, there are only three. <laughs> um, and if I remember correctly, I know, um, I'm pretty sure that the Victory Road in gen 2 is easier than it is in gen 1 yeah well because, i think in uh, gen i'm pretty sure in gen 2 and 4 there's no trainers on victory road there's only trainers in gen so one three and obviously seven um yeah i believe also uh victory road in red blue and yellow have a lot of like boulder puzzles that you have to like do that a lot and that gets annoying yeah uh, I think there was only, like, one or three in Generation 4, but obviously, even though it is sort of the same layout, there is sort of dramatic changes, like, there's a bridge there that wasn't there before on the first floor, so it is different, but it's also somewhat the same. So, uh, Victory Road, uh, obviously it's sort of dealt as the hardest one in the game, so what trainers are there, what Pokemon are there? Um, let's see. So for the trainers, um, there are no new trainers at this point. So they're mm-hmm. all trainers you see before, like the cool trainers and the black belt and the jugglers and the tamers. Um, it's really all about what Pokemon they have. Um, and they've got like at least one Pokemon in every type of year. So you're going to be dealing with all of them, um, which is a good thing. Yeah. Because it'll help prepare you to figure out like the, uh, the blind spots that your teams have. Yeah. So... Yep, uh, again, you should really have a team of six before you go into Victory Road. Uh, your team should sort of be shaping up to be your final team. So, that's pretty much, you should be able to take on anything that's waiting there for you. Yeah, essentially. Um, and when it comes to the Pokemon, um, there's a lot of Pokemon, again, that you've already seen. You probably won't need to catch any of them, but, like, you got Onyx. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you got Stubat. Uh, you got um, Marowak. Mm-hmm. And you've got Graveler. Mm-hmm. And you got Golbat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're lucky, you can find a Venomoth in here, which is cool. <laughs> um, but there is one Pokemon that you probably will want to get that's here in Victory Road. Uh-huh. Um, which is Moltres. Yeah, uh, so this is the last of the legendary birds, so Moltres, Fire Flying type, obviously a legendary Pokemon, so it is harder to catch than a regular one, so obviously I'm assuming your answer is going to be yes, but would you recommend adding it to your team? Um, well, it depends on what fire types you currently have, and if you feel like Moltres would be better. Yeah, uh, which I'm pretty sure it would be. 
because it is a legendary Pokemon, so... Yeah, legendaries are just stronger by default, so... Yeah. It's always a... They're always a good choice. Yeah. Um, although, if you're, like, a, a more of a purist and don't want to use legendaries, then... I mean, by all means, you don't have to. Because yeah. I, I was like that. I always felt like I was kind of cheating the game by using the legendaries, so I never would, but I always caught them. Yeah. So, that's... Uh, so is that pretty much it for Victory Road? Uh, because, like I said, this Victory Road is probably the shortest and it is quite simple. It is very much just a straight line from beginning to end. Kind of, yeah. Aside from, uh, well, I wouldn't exactly say a straight line because there's a lot of, like, boulders that you have to push yeah. the holes in order to get to other areas in the cave. But it, it really doesn't take that long. Yeah. It's, it's more about, like, the trainers that you play. It's a good idea to fight them all, so that way you can not only get ranged through, but figure out if there's any kind of like blind spots in your team that you're not ready for. Yeah, exactly. So that way you can fix them up before the before the most important battle of the game. Yes. So victory road, you go through it, you reach the other end, and you're outside the Pokemon League. Yep. So when you get out of victory road, you just take a couple steps. And there's nothing around, and it brings you to the uh, Pokemon League, which is the area that's, or the Indigo Plateau, as the game calls it, uh, where the best of the best go to become the champions. So, yep, this is sort of the final stop on your journey to become the Pokemon champion. Uh, So... (laughs) In the Pokemon League, you have a Pokemon Center, a Pokemon Market, and then you have the door to the Elite Four rooms, and they sort of mention how when you enter this space, you can't come out. You have to stay there until either you're beaten or you beat everyone. So, yep. So, before we head to the Elite Four, which we'll do in our next episode, is there anything else we can do, we should do in Kanto before we go in any business left unsold etc um i don't think so mm-hmm. the only thing you would do is after going through victory road now that you've gone into the indigo plateau you can fly there mm-hmm. so if there's any particular pokemon that you feel would be good for your team that you have not gotten yet um you are welcome to go back and catch them um mm-hmm. and uh uh, catch them and train them before you start because this is obviously going to be the toughest battle of the day getting through the Indigo Plateau. Yeah. Um, you, also, the Indigo Plateau has a uh, it has a mart inside mm-hmm. that has some good items, but really the only ones you'll want to focus on is uh, there are Ultra Balls if you want to go back and catch anything. Mm-hmm. Um, there are Full Restores, which are the best healing item in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are Revives that you can use because you may need that. Yeah. So. Yep. So I think we'll end this episode here. Uh, something else I wanted to mention. Uh, we've sort of talked about legendary birds before. We obviously just talked about Moltres. But you can go back to the Kanto Power Plant and the Seafoam Islands to catch Zapdos and Articuno respectively. So if you want to add them to your team and have a whole team of legendary birds... If you're playing yellow, you could do what you did and ditched Pikachu, so have a team of starters and legendary birds. 
I mean, getting rid of Pikachu for Zapdos is not a bad idea. Yeah. So, next episode will probably be finished with Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, because we'll be doing the Elite Four and the Champion, and that's pretty much the last things we have to do, unfortunately. So... That will very easily take up uh, an episode, because uh, there's a lot to them, especially yeah. if you have to fight them all against Well, these are, like, the five strongest trainers in the whole of Kanto as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... Would you like to plug your YouTube for the penultimate time? Uh, yes, yeah. For the thousandth time, uh, my YouTube channel is Chaos Roy, C-H-A-O-S-R-O-Y. Um, do all kinds of gaming videos and discussions there, <laughs> and any interest that you have would be greatly appreciated. Yep. Uh, even though our journey is coming towards an end, the chance for you to win Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow is not. We are still running our sort of Tombola prize draw thing for them. Uh, details on how to enter it will be on our Twitter, but of course you can subscribe to our Patreon and be automatically entered into it. Uh, details and links to that will be in the description. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Chapter by Chapter. We have new episodes releasing every Saturday on on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. I can't believe I forgot where they were releasing there. Uh, <laughs> I've been saying it literally since episode four or something, so... <laughs> and I sort of handle all of the publishing and stuff like that, so I can't believe I forgot where they were releasing. So, I have a question for you, actually, real quick. Um, yep. So you said that the episodes come out on Saturday. Yes. Um, is that Saturday for you and Friday for me? Oh, now think, you see, th- now you see, this is a thing because I released it Saturday at midnight here in the UK, but for <laughs> YouTube, it releases midnight Saturday everywhere, and for Spotify, it does the same. But for Apple Podcasts, it doesn't. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because midnight for you is like, that's like 7 p.m. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, actually right. a very important question. Right. And obviously, Saturday. So, <laughs> that's obviously a very important question. It's something like our American listeners might have been confused about. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I'm not in the States, so I don't know. Uh, so, uh We'll, like, discuss that later on, obviously, but I think for YouTube and Spotify, it is set for time zones, so it'll release midnight here, and it'll release midnight in the States as well. But obviously, if you have a VPN, and you can cheat the system and pretend you're in the UK and listen to it early, we would love to say if we were sponsored by a VPN yet, hopefully soon, so we can get some money... It could happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that sort of like the I know sort of like for YouTubers and that the two things that always jump in to be sponsored are Manscaped and VPN services. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> VPNs are a bit more appropriate. So. Yeah. So please sponsor us and send us money. Uh, but now thank you for listening to another episode of Chapter by Chapter, and we hope to see you again next time. Or we'll be doing the Elite Four and the Champion of the Canto Region. Bye!